if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Lux Lifers. This is your life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com, where we learn how to stop dieting forever so we can live the life that we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast. If you are new here, hello, happy to have you. But here's what you need to know. It's possible to lose weight without dieting. We all know that diets don't work. And so why do you keep putting yourself through the misery of doing a diet after a diet after diet? Here you're going to learn how to lose weight for the last time with my Stop Dieting Forever process. It is the secret to permanent weight loss that the diet industry will never tell you. And so each and every week, it is my goal to teach you something new that will help you undiet your brain so you can eventually cross get to go weight off of your to-do list. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to learn more about my journey and to see what this weight loss process looks like. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you about the upcoming Lose Your Next 10 Pounds Without Dieting 30-Day Challenge. Yes, you heard me right. I have taken the five-day challenge that I did last year and... 10x it into the 30-day challenge. This is something new that I'm offering in 2021, and I couldn't be more excited to go deeper with a group of you for 30 days starting on February 1st. Now, if you still believe you need to stop eating all of your favorite foods, if you believe that you need to stop drinking alcohol, if you believe you need to cut out entire food groups and only eat things that are single color just to lose weight, you want to come join me during this live 30-day challenge. I'm going to teach you exactly what I teach my clients, and we're going to keep it simple. I'm going to teach you the four steps of my Stop Dieting Forever process. And as I'm teaching you this, I'm going to empower you how to learn to lose weight in a way that works for you. If you're looking for a cookie cutter meal plan and a fitness plan, this challenge is not for you. But if you know that every restrictive diet that you've done in the past that didn't work for you, this challenge is for you. I want you to give yourself 30 days to learn a brand new way to lose weight for good. Go to Lose Your Next 10, and that's the number 10.com, to read all about the challenge, everything that you get, and to sign up right now. And then after you sign up, I want you to forward it to your friend, to your auntie, your cousin, your soror, <laughs> right? And y'all can do it together. 
I want you to listen to this episode first and then go to Lose Your Next 10, that's number 10.com, to get started on your new weight loss journey. I can't wait to work with you in February. And now, let us continue with today's episode. Everyone loves a good transformation story. Y'all remember when Oprah used to do those like makeover shows? We, oh, I don't know about you, but I was always like wowed when the makeover subject would make their grand entrance on stage because they would do the before, right? And they would show the makeover subject like looking awful and just looking a hot mess, basically. And then they would make them over. All of the experts would come and like do their hair and their makeup and their clothes And then they would make their grand entrance and everybody would applaud and like their family members would cry. It was so fun to see the contrast of what the person looked like before. And then you see like them going through the process of transformation and then what emerges afterwards. Well, I have a transformation story for you today. My client, Julie Clough is a busy 58-year-old mother of four and grandmother of 10. She's an author. She runs her own thriving business as a grief coach. And in the six months that we've worked together, she's lost 30 pounds following the Stop Dieting Forever process. Her 30-pound transformation story is amazing just in its own right. But shortly after Julie and I started working together, Julie was struck with a physically debilitating condition. I want you to listen in to this interview and listen closely and listen how Julie went from the mindset of a professional dieter who felt like she needed to follow a plan to lose weight to changing her mindset to focusing on health and getting her health back in order. And she was able to lose 30 pounds during a pandemic while managing an autoimmune disease at the time she didn't know what it was, and running a business. So if you take nothing away from this episode, I want you to see that weight loss is possible no matter what the circumstance. Enjoy. All right, Lux Lifers, I am back with another client interview. I have my client here, Julie Clough. And I'm excited for you to hear her story of how she has lost 30 pounds so far. Hey, Julie. Hey, good to be here. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm excited. And first of all, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come talk. It's eight o'clock in the morning where you are. And I know you've got your own thing happening, your own business, your own clients, all the things that are happening, but you were like, no, I'm happy to be on the podcast. So thank you. You have my gratitude for sharing. You're so welcome. As a fellow coach, I know the importance of hearing like how things work. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, perfect. So let's just start at the beginning. Okay. So we started working together in June, Mm -hmm. about six months ago. It seemed like it was just yesterday. And according to my numbers, the first weight that I have for you that was logged in on the scale because we share an app, right? I can see your progress. 
On June 22nd, you were 209.8 pounds. Do you remember that day, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I'd actually already lost about three pounds before we started working together. I was like doing some things, not totally successfully, but <laughs> doing some things and trying to trying to make things work. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember when we did our consult and you were telling me that you were looking right for help with weight loss. So it was kind of like an easy yes for you when we first met. Do you want to just tell people what you were thinking back then, back in June when you were working to lose your weight? Yeah, absolutely. Like I believe in coaching and I've had other, I've actually had other health coaches before. And I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I, so I knew that there was some things that I needed to learn still in order to kind of put it all together. And one of the things that I didn't want was I didn't want something that specifically told me what to eat because I, I knew I needed to figure it out. And in the past I'd had, there'd been a little bit of that in the, the coaching that I'd had. And I'd also tried every diet on the planet. I've, I've had thyroid problems since I was in high school. I didn't know I was having thyroid problems in high school, but um, you know, in college it came to light and then I had surgery. And so now I'm, you know, hypothyroid, which means I'm under because I don't have a functioning thyroid anyway. Anyway, that can cause some mind drama that, oh, it's not possible to lose weight or it's not possible to maintain a healthy weight. And I tried all the other things in the past and had lost weight, but I knew ultimately it wasn't healthy for me, that it wasn't the right way to do it. And when I say right way, I mean, you know, starving myself, eating packaged foods. I knew that wasn't serving my body. Like it was helping me lose weight, but it wasn't helping me be strong and have a strong immunity and have a strong constitution and, and all those things. So that's what I was, I was looking for. Like I knew that I had been in this place. I moved five years ago. And when I moved, I moved to open a business in Salt Lake city and my husband and I were opening a business and I just became super, super busy. And I let everything outside of me dictate my day. And I was just busy and didn't feel like I had time to take care of myself. And I gained 25 pounds. I think a lot of women can relate. It's like mm -hmm. prioritizing everything else, right? The kids first, the husband first, the business first, the dog first. And then it's like, you're at the bottom of the list. And before you know it, you look up and you're like, darn, where did all this weight come from? <laughs> exactly. And I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good in my clothes. I didn't feel good in general. I knew something had to change. And then when the pandemic happened, like I went to a new high. <laughs> you gained because, pandemic pounds on top of the weight you had already gained. Yeah, it's like, okay, what can we do for fun? Oh, we can eat. <laughs> and drink. Oh, you're not a drinker, but yeah, for me, it's like drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember when we did our consult and you had mentioned some diet programs that I had never even heard of before. And I was like, wow, like you've done a lot. So a lot of the women that I talk to are professional dieters and they have tried everything. And they know just like you realize it's like, okay, I can do this for a period of time to see the number change, but in the back of your head, you know that it's like not sustainable. It's not something that you can keep doing. 
No, and there was, you know, there there were programs that I did that I thought, oh, this is going to help me eat real food. And, but it was like, it was creating so much fear around food. It was like, we couldn't even, couldn't even say donut, you know, like we weren't, you know, weren't even allowed to say donut. You had to call it by, you know, this anonymous thing, this, these foods that shall not be named type thing. (laughs) We live in the real world. We can't just go around ignoring that donuts exist or that ice cream exists or that cookies. cookies. (laughs) And if we choose to eat them, we choose to eat them, but we can't be like paranoid. I don't feel like. And that's no way to live, right? That's why I'm so adamant about teaching women how to stop dieting. Because you want to be able to enjoy the foods that you like, and you don't want to exist being scared and worried about everything you put in your mouth, because that was how I felt for years. Like I could lose a little bit of weight, but as soon as I lost a little bit of weight, it was like, oh my God, what happens if I have to go out to eat? What happens if I, you know, desire a piece of chocolate? Am I going to end up eating the whole thing? Am I going to have control? So one of the things that I love seeing the transformation in my clients is the ability to eat whatever they want and not worry, right? And regain that control of like, I'm okay if I eat this thing, I'm okay if I don't eat this thing. No more mind drama. Mm -hmm. No more mind drama. Yeah. So let's, let's fast forward, right? So we were starting to work together in June. We were just establishing our coaching client relationship. And then what happened, Julie? Well, <laughs> I got sick. So there was a lot of things going on this year. We had moved out of our house. And when we started working together, right. yeah. it was just about three weeks before we were moving from our temporary apartment into our new home. And the home that we were moving into was being remodeled. And I had a book that was launching like the next month after we started. I mean, there was just a ton, 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 a ton of things. It was just, I look back and I go, oh my gosh. And the remodel was going super slow because everything was slowed down because of the pandemic. And so like we didn't even have a kitchen. Anyway, just before we moved, like the week that we were moving from our apartment to our house, I got sick and it was really, really strange. I got, I've never heard of anything like it. I baffled some of the doctors until I found someone that could kind of help me, but I got sick with a fever, dizziness, like really, really bad, like vertigo, dizziness, brain fog. And then I had this numbness that started and it would, it would come in waves while I was sick it would just come in waves and it would, it would show up on mostly the right side of my body, predominantly on the right side of my body from head to toe and just come in waves. And so I'd feel numbness come on and like for a couple minutes and then it would go away. Anyway, it didn't fit any of the, the things that we typically would think of. And so eventually it developed into like the fever went away, the dizziness started to go away, but the numbness became persistent, I guess yeah. is the word I want to use. Yeah. And that was really scary. Yeah. I remember you were sharing that with me and, I, and literally, I think we had been coaching. That might've been like our third session. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, 
okay, your eating plan and like what foods on your no list and your, you know, all of that just didn't seem as important as like, okay, we got to work on her health. Mm-hmm. And, and so how did we transition? Cause you had already started doing, you know, some of your own research, of course, right? Yeah. Cause that's what you do when you're not feeling well, you go to Dr. Google and you're like, okay, somebody out here is going to like be able to share some answers with me. But for a while you were just kind of like clueless as of, you know, what's happened and what happened to you. Yeah, absolutely. And the puzzle pieces are still coming together because I'm still dealing with the numbness, but 10 years before, probably less than that, eight years before I was basically plant-based and I had felt really good being plant-based but then some ch- things changed and some, you know, and I just let it slip away and I kind of stopped doing that. And of course the pandemic made my eating habits even worse and not that my the pandemic did, but just like my thinking around it, like, Oh, this is going to be entertainment. So I felt certain because of some things that I had read and some things that I had studied previously, that if I wanted to give my body the best chance of healing, that that I wanted to be plant-based. I wanted to do things. That's just my research and my understanding on the things that I had learned and the things that had been brought to me. I, I kind of feel like as human beings, things are brought to us to help us. Yeah. And if we kind of just pay attention. It's like, even you and I, like we met in a coaching group mm-hmm. and I just remember hearing you talk one day and I'm like, Oh yep, that's the person mm-hmm. that I need to talk to about this. So you know, things are brought into our path and we just have an opportunity to choose in or not. And I decided that, you know, plant-based was the way I wanted to go. And so that's what I, I started doing. I started just slowly adapting to, to creating this, you know, new lifestyle of eating plant-based that I'd done before, but then I didn't have a kitchen. And so there were challenges and and I just kind of worked around those a little bit. So yeah, I remember coaching when we first started. You were still in the temporary apartment, right? The temporary housing, and then you did move into the house eventually, but the kitchen wasn't done. Yep. <laughs> so I remember there were a lot of conversations of like, how can we overcome the obstacle of not being able to prepare your own food, and what can you do to make sure that you're following what feels good to your body, because that's, you know, the stop dieting forever process is what I teach is like, you want to primarily eat the foods that fuel your body, the stuff that feels good in your body versus makes you feel not so good. And so one of the great things about what I offer is that it works with anything. Like I never saw what you were eating right? I didn't say, oh my God, Julie, you can't go plant-based. You must do keto, right? Mm -hmm. Because that wouldn't have worked. That would have just been another diet. So you were able to create your own eating plan based off of your lifestyle, what was happening at the moment, based off of how you were feeling, right? Knowing, being able to track like any improvements in your body versus what you were eating and continuing and tweaking on from there. So I'm so glad that you did not say, you know what, I need to put this coaching thing to the side and focus 100% on my health. So I think because you're a coach, you probably understand that coaching (laughs) is probably the best thing that you needed at the time. Well, I was going to say like that would would be the worst thing 
that I could do is say that because really this, that's what it's all about. You know, we want we want to lose weight because we want to look good, but we also want to feel good and we want to feel good in our clothes and we want to feel good in our body. And so uh, to me, it was the perfect fit. And the thing that I really appreciated was that you help and facilitate the changes that we want to make so that we can lose weight, but you don't prescribe, you know, it's not like, like you're saying, okay, this is the eating plan. You know, this is what you need. You give some suggestions and you give ideas, but even that is like very loosely given. It's just more about like, what, what do you want and, and what feels good to you and how are you going to navigate this? One of the things that's been really helpful to me is to just get on the scale every day and just get into that habit of getting on the scale every day. I mean, there's been times when I've been traveling when I haven't, mm -hmm. but as soon as I got home, I went right back to it. And I've always used a scale and I used to track my weight whenever I would weigh in, I would write it down and I had this piece of paper. I don't know where it is. So I could tell you how much I weighed in 2012 and 2013. It was just like this folded up piece of paper in my drawer and I would, you know, write things down. So I used to do that pretty regularly. And then I'd gotten out of the habit of it <laughs> because I yeah. wasn't paying attention and I didn't want to. Right, right. You had your head in the sand until mm -hmm. you looked up and you're like, whoa, I'm 25 pounds overweight. How did that happen? Yeah. Did you have any mind drama when I was like, okay, Julie, I'm sending you a scale. You need to get on it every day. Did you have any mind drama with that? Not really. I mean, to me, it made sense. So that wasn't really a big deal. I did find myself having a little bit of mind drama around the number on the scale occasionally, but I would pretty quickly release that and go, you know, the number's going to change tomorrow. It's just information, you know, kind of like what you, what you <laughs> teach, right? It's just information. And that's, that's the big thing is awareness is huge. One of the things that I got a little caught up in in the middle was I was I was losing weight and then my focus shifted kind of in the middle to the weight loss instead of the health and so that that kind of got me into trouble because then I went into diet mode and you mm -hmm. quickly were like mm, no we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you had a, quite a few obstacles, right? Mm -hmm. As you were losing this 30 pounds. I mean, you didn't have a house, you didn't have a kitchen, you were doing some traveling, you were had clients, right? You had that book launch that was happening. And you were trying to figure out like the foods that work best for you. How do you think you navigated all of those different circumstances? Because life happens, right? People have different things that happen different. And some people are able to stay the course, no matter what the obstacle is and keep going towards the weight loss goal. Other people just get completely thrown off, give up, regain the weight, and then they're back where they started again. So what do you think was like, what, what was your mindset? Like, what was the thing that kept Julie focused and working towards well, getting healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately that's, that's the goal, right. Is, is to be healthy. And, and I'm still dealing with the symptoms and I've, you know, I found a new doctor that's helping me navigate that and, and, and helping me with like foods and supplements and all that. So that's awesome. 
because I did find out it was like Epstein-Barr virus that created this reaction that I had, this nervous uh, system reaction that I had. But that was one of the challenges I've had in the past. So I would lose weight on you know previous diets and sometimes significantly I would lose, you know, a good amount of weight and I would feel good and I'd feel great in my clothes, but he didn't have, like, I had a diet plan, but I didn't have a life plan. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think I might have to put that on Instagram. You need a <laughs> life plan, not a diet plan. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was the, that was the struggle that I had was that I would have success. And I think almost everybody can relate to this, right? I'd have success, but then I didn't know how to maintain success. And and what is success? You know, it's not really success if we're, if we don't have the new mindset to go along with the new weight. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to have the new way of thinking about things, the new way, new lifestyle and or a new way of doing things in order to keep it, keep what it is we want, mm-hmm. even get what we want and then to keep what we want. Yeah. I love that. I think lots of times, and I actually coached somebody on this yesterday, the belief that it, when, it, when she saw that number on the scale, like things are going to change. Like, so she hit her goal, her goal for quarter four, she hit her goal. And she was like, I kind of feel the same. And I was like, yeah, because you've been working towards that goal and, and becoming that person already. So of course you see that number on the scale and it's not like, you know, a huge surprise, but so many people think that once I hit this number, everything's going to change, right? Everything is going to be, I found quote unquote success. I accomplished this thing now. Life is going to be grand. Like the kids are going to behave and the husband's going to love me more and I'll get a raise on my job all because of this number on the scale. And I'm like, what I really like to remind people is like, no, you're creating that person as you're going along. You're becoming that person as you're going along to reach the goal. So when you do reach the goal, it's not scary. It's not like, oh my God, I hit the goal. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> right now I don't have to be afraid of food. So. You're 30 pounds down, right? Mm-hmm. We just experienced the holidays. How did you do? I did pretty good. I, I actually want to back up a little bit because mm-hmm. I, you know, what you were saying about, you know, we're talking about diet versus life plan and so forth. And some of the things that I'd struggled with in the past is that when I went on vacation, I had a vac- vacation mindset. Like it was just like, oh, it's a free for all. Mm -hmm. And then I would come back and I could, you know, formerly that just talking about previously the way I kind of operated, I'd come back and I, I, it was so hard to get back on the diet plan, you know, Mm -hmm. so hard to come back and, and start, it felt like you were starting over. And that's the one thing that's cool is that you really never start over. It's like you, you bring what you've learned like one of the things I learned during my dieting years that's actually served me is you were talking about the scale going down. My bank account's gone down too, because I've been buying clothes that fit. <laughs> but it's, it's one of the things that I, I learned along the way is, you know, get rid of the the big things and, and wear things that fit, even if you still have, because I still want to lose another 20 pounds and I still am losing weight. So 
it's, you know, wear things that fit. And I think one of the reasons why we feel like everything's going to change when we lose weight is because we think differently about ourselves. And that that's what you teach is like, think that about yourself now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait until you lose weight to think that way. And that's, that's one of the things that's super helpful. My husband and I went on vacation for a week and I just, you know, I kind of went into that with a strategy and I, I was like, okay, so how am I going to manage my health and my eating while we're gone? And it worked out really well because we went to the grocery store. As soon as we got there, we stayed in a condo. So we'd have a kitchen and then we went to the grocery store. I bought some really, really super simple things to fix. Like literally I went in the freezer section and got the like, you know, the healthy plant-based, you know, healthier plant-based frozen foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. And so we'd eat lunch during the day out and I'd pick the best things that were available to me on the menu. I'd take generally eat a little bit of it and take the rest back to the condo. So it just worked out really well because I kind of thought through it. Well, then at the end of October, my no October, September, wait a second, what month are we in? Oh, we're in December December now. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of October, my father passed away and I found myself, you know, suddenly flying to Florida for his funeral. And my daughter lives down there. So I stayed down there. I was down there for two weeks and that didn't go as well. Like I went to the grocery store and I picked up some things and I had things to fix, but my daughter has four kids there. You know, we, she had a busy household and I just found that my plan didn't really work with the, with the circumstances but I didn't make that like mean anything bad. I was just like, oh, it was just more information. So that I like, I journaled about that afterwards. And I really thought about, okay, what didn't work and why didn't it work? And what will I do differently? Say that again, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold, right? Yeah. That is failing forward. Mm-hmm. Made a, you think you made a mistake. Your old brain would have told you like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did this. Your new brain is telling you like, oh, that's interesting. Why did that happen? And you get curious instead of making yourself feel guilty, instead of shaming yourself for eating off plan, you're like, oh, that was interesting. Why did that happen? How can I use this information to improve and learn from myself. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And really, this may seem kind of weird, but it wasn't that I let go of all of it completely. Yeah. And so I ate, in my estimation, the way that I want to eat, I ate on plan or or cleaner, however you want to say that, than I would have in the past. Mm -hmm. But I also found myself in situations where we're at a restaurant, everything there is fried food. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I came back and I realized I really had only maybe gone up on the scale two pounds. So this is going to sound a little crazy, but I think that the mindset makes it heavier. Is that weird? I. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, If I had just say beat myself up about it, Uh made a big deal. And it's not that I didn't have any mind drama about it. It's just, I tried to manage it as best I could and realize, okay, you know, this happened and now what are we going to do going forward? 
I love and, that. The mindset makes it heavier. Yeah. Yeah. And by the, the old mindset. Right. By the time a week had gone by, I was already down a pound from before I had left town. Mm-hmm. So it is all about learning from ourselves. Yeah. It really is just about that. And I think the big piece for me was in all of this vacations and sickness and company and whatever. The thing that stuck with me through all of this is like, this is just, I'm not quitting. There's no quitting. It's not about quitting. It's about like, okay, this happened. What are we going to do going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much because that's the old dieters mentality of like, you're depending on the diet to create the result for you. So when you don't get the result, you're like, oh, that diet doesn't work. I'm quitting. But now the shift is like, okay, it's not the diet. It's me. And I get the opportunity to learn from myself. And if you think about it, if you were following just like, you know, a standard diet, or if I had just given you a meal plan and say, Julie, eat these things, don't eat these things, you would have completely missed all of those opportunities to learn from yourself. Because all your learning would have been was like, oh, I didn't follow this plan. I'm a failure, right? Or yeah, oh, you're learning how to follow a plan. You're learning how to follow a plan versus learning how to live, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And so you've been able to navigate all of these obstacles and all of these different circumstances in the past six months and still continuously learn from yourself. And the result is showing up on the scale and tell everybody like, how are you feeling now? I know you're, you're still working through some things, but I mean, people can't see you, but I have seen like, you look amazing. Like you look so healthy. You look so vibrant. I think you started, I could see the visual change right when I think, I think it was right after you came back from vacation. Mm. You just started I was like, Julie, you look really good and you look healthy. You seem more vibrant. Tell everyone how you're feeling now. I'm feeling good. One of the things that I love about really paying attention and just kind of having a plan in place. I don't think about food all day long. It's just, yeah, my next meal is coming. It's not a big deal. And it, freedom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, and I'm not like eating late at night mm-hmm. and which always just made me feel bleh, you know, just made me, it, it's, it's funny how just even when I was gone, when I was in Florida and I was eating some things that I hadn't been eating for four or five months or three months or whatever it had been, I I could feel that heaviness again, mm-hmm. like just like like sitting in my stomach, just body's <laughs> like um, hello. For hours. <laughs> what are you feeding like, oh, me right now? <laughs> can I go to sleep? Oh, this all this on my stomach, you know that kind of thing. So those so, are an example of the foods that don't fuel you, right? Those yeah. are the foods that don't give you energy. Yeah. yeah, and I've really learned to stop eating so much sooner than I was in the past. I would just. And and it's every once in a while, I still have this like, oh, I just want more of that. And I think I'm full, you know, if I eat more of that, it's just not going to feel good. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's really good. And one of the things that I was 
dealing with after I got sick is I had chronic fatigue for about two months. Yeah. It was just, I was doing the absolute minimum I could do to just, you know, keep my business running and keep my household running. But I literally was laying in bed during the day. And so I've seen these improvements. I even, I had gone to the doctor at one point and they're like, wow, you know, you've lost 20 pounds and your blood pressure is perfect and and things like that. So that was good. That was a good report. It was good to see that things were changing on the inside too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a daughter who lives in Florida and she has four kids. Do you mind? Because you're a grandmother, right? I am. You're a mom, you're a grandmother. Do you mind like sharing who you are, what you do? And just like, yeah, it is possible to lose weight at a certain age. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm 58. And like I said, I've had thyroid surgery. So my thyroid has been removed and I have 10 grandchildren and four children. I actually have six children. My two youngest died in a car accident, which brought me to the work that I'm doing now as a grief coach. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I love having all these grandkids around. My oldest granddaughter is going to be 12 in just a couple of months. Kind of crazy. Wow. I'm sure you remember the day she was born. I I know you had 10 grandkids. I knew you had a lot, but I didn't know you had 10. Yeah, we just had number 10 in September. Oh, that's right. Your son yeah. had a baby, right? And our, yeah, and our fourth, um, our our son that's not married is getting married at the end of the month. So just before Christmas. So we're probably going to have more grandchildren come in before. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So you're, I mean, you're, you're busy, like, right? You're, you're, you're doing all the things. You're an entrepreneur. You're. You're working with your kids, you're babysitting your grandkids a lot. I know, you know, some of them live in the vicinity, you're helping your husband, you're doing, running the household, moving, keeping the dog quiet, like all (laughs) coaching your clients. We run two businesses. So I have my Mm -hmm. coaching business and then we, my husband and I own a franchise with three locations. Actually, he's taken that over full time. I was running that. That's what I was running before when I really kind of let my health go and he, he took that over, like he's doing, he's the lead, I guess I should say Mm -hmm. in that business um, for sure. It's been about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half ago so that I could focus on my clients and, and my business and providing support for grievers and so forth. So, yeah, so there's a lot, a lot going on. (laughs) Really important work that you do. Tell everyone who you work with and tell us about your book too. Yeah. So I I wrote a book. It's called Miracles in the Darkness, Building a Life After Loss. And it's all about like losing my two youngest children in a car accident. The thing for me, like my big message that I always like to share with people is that there is hope for a better life after horrible, horrible loss. And after grief, I've lost a brother to suicide. I went through a divorce many years ago, have since remarried. I love being able to share that message to provide some uplifting support because so much of the support that grievers find is about, you know, how hard it is, how sad, and it is like, I'm not taking away from that at all because I remember being in that place. It is super, super hard. 
But unfortunately, a lot of the messages are that you just have to, you just, you grieve forever and you just have to build your life around the grief. And I, I don't think that that's useful for us to have that message or to think that we can't work through the pain of grief. Sure, there's occasional sadness. Sure, there's hard times. Sure, there's times when we wish that they were there. And I don't work with just people who have dealt with death, but you know, people who have dealt with health issues or even abuse or divorce, just all types of loss. Yeah, real traumatic life experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's so good. Yeah. Such yeah. a needed thing in the world. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's really good. And and again, it's like about mindset, right? It's about mm-hmm. like, you know, how, do, how are we going to think about this so that we can, it's just like with, with what you do is I think people give up and they think, oh, you know, diets don't work. So therefore I have to just live with what I'm living with. This is just mm-hmm. the circumstance I have to live with, but it's really about like understanding how our mind works so that we can get the result we want. And if we don't, if we don't believe it's possible, just like with weight loss, if we don't believe it's possible. We won't do anything to get the result we want. And if we're grieving and we don't believe it's possible to resolve the, the pain of grief, then we don't even look for answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you're helping people create a new life mm-hmm. with the same tragedy that happened, right? So it's like life before the tragedy, the tragedy, and then rebuilding what a new life looks like after the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's good. Where can people find you? Buildalifeafterloss.com. And I have a podcast too, Build a Life After Loss. So yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay. So before we wrap up, two questions. What's the last thing you ate? <laughs> My smoothie. <laughs> oh, yep. What did you put in it? I put frozen fruit. Like a, it was kind of a smoothie packet. It has mangoes and berries and I think cantaloupe or something. I don't know. And bananas and oh, something else. Oh, lots of spinach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't forget the greens. It sounds yeah. good. And is there anything that you want to leave? Like anything you want to just leave with everyone, close out, make sure that they understand when it comes to weight loss and being able to do it without being on a diet? Well, I think the main thing is that we are constantly learning from ourselves and we're either doing it intentionally or we're doing it by accident. And so I had learned a lot of bad habits over the years that weren't helping me at all. They weren't giving me what I wanted. And so, but it was immediate. So it was like, I want this, but this is right here. You know, the chocolate cookies right here. I want this over here, but that's right here. So I'm just going to eat that because that's right here, right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're constantly learning from ourselves. We're, we, we are creatures of habit. So if we don't get involved and look at and really become more self-aware, we're going to just continue to create the same habits over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. We create the same thoughts over and over and over again, unless we get involved. And And 
your process helps us get involved. Yay! It does. It helps to break those that old thought pattern, those old habits that we've been creating years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. Julie, this is the last stop on your weight loss struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got what, 20 more pounds to hit, to reach your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really it's about 15 and then I'm going to reassess and figure out, you know, if I, I need to lose another five or 10, but mm-hmm. isn't that so freeing just to be like, Oh, I'm just going to see what do I, how I feel when I get to this weight and then we'll I'll decide if I want to lose weight, more weight, or if I just want to stay here. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Well, thank you so much for guesting today on the podcast and sharing your experience with the Stop Dieting Forever process. I know that there are people all around the globe who are going to be able to relate to your story. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.